You're listening to audio from Kingsway Christian Church. If you'd like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit kingswaychurch.org. Hello, everybody, and welcome to A Step Further. This is our Kingsway Christian Church weekly podcast where we take what we talked about on Sunday, A Step Further. My name is Matt Nickerson. I'm the host for today, and uh, I wanted to talk about this question that I brought up in my sermon on Sunday, and the question is this. Do I have to forgive somebody if they never ask? Now, I want you to imagine some scenarios. I got a scenario where uh, years ago when I was a youth pastor, I was doing a message on forgiveness, and I started thinking back into my childhood about people that I need to forgive, and the Spirit immediately brought this person to mind, and uh, this situation happened where uh, I was at a scuffle with a person after gym class, and we got to kind of in a, in a little bit of a wrestling match in the locker room, and I was mad at him, and I carried this grudge for years. Here I was five years later, and I was still mad at this person. Now, what's ironic is I'd never had any conflict with this person outside of that at all whatsoever, and in that moment, nothing really all that terrible happened, and it just, I was embarrassed, and my pride was hurt, and I carried a grudge ever since. Do I need to forgive them if they never come back and say, hey, man, I'm sorry for that thing that happened at gym class. Okay. I know another person who um, had a pretty difficult childhood. The word traumatic could be extreme. Uh, It might be a little too much to use the word traumatic. There wasn't any kind of abuse in that situation, but the person had some pretty good brokenness um, between one of their parents and eventually that parent passed away and they never, never looked at them and said, hey, I'm sorry. Does that person have to forgive? These are all great questions. The list could go on and on and on. Um, what if you're in a car accident? You know, the person paid through their car insurance to fix your car, but do they have to look at you and say, hey, I'm really sorry. You know, will you forgive me in order for you to forgive? How far does the reach of forgiveness go? Well, I remember years ago, I was dealing with a situation where I was having a hard time forgiving somebody. And uh, I was being mentored by somebody, and that person pulled me aside and said, Matt, I hear where you're coming from. I hear the hurt that's been caused. I hear all of this, and, 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 and I understand your pain. I understand your hesitancy, and I understand where you're coming from. But Jesus says, to the degree to which you forgive others, I will forgive you. And then this person looked at me and said, so let me ask you a question. Do you want Jesus to forgive you completely, or do you want Jesus to forgive you only as much as you're willing to forgive this other person? And I had all these justifications, but they've never said they're sorry, and they aren't even willing to admit that they're wrong, and they're not going to own anything, and how am I supposed to? And I had all these great questions, but it always comes back to this one thing, right? Do I have to forgive somebody if they never ask for forgiveness? Well, before we just jump into an answer and say yes or no or whatever, I, I did kind of do that a little bit on Sunday. I want to delve into uh, this whole thing on forgiveness. So Jesus talks about forgiveness a ton. I, I don't know the number. I don't know how it compares to other subjects, but I do know forgiveness comes up one of the most subjects of all the things that Jesus talks about. And uh, in Matthew chapter 5 and in Matthew chapter 6, he talks about it a lot. And uh, we see this in what we call the Lord's Prayer. You've heard the Lord's Prayer, right? Sometimes called the Our Father, if you have Catholic background. And it goes like this in Matthew chapter 6, verse uh, 9. Jesus says, this is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed or holy be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. In other words, help us, God, to release others and help others to release us. Hmm. Then he says, and lead us 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. But then we get to those verses of verse 14, where he says, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Okay, but this still brings up a great question. Do I have to forgive somebody if they never ask for it? And what we want to do as a people is we want to take a position of mercy, a position of mercy. And the only way to do that is really by taking a position of humility along with it. What that means is this. We always take a position where we are ready to forgive. We don't stand in opposition. We don't take a position of bitterness. We take a position of mercy and forgiveness. We stand ready to be reconciled. Now, the reality is for all of us, We can only at any moment ever control ourselves. That's it. In Sunday sermon, if you haven't heard it, if you just happen to find this podcast somewhere down the road, I recommend you go to Kingsway Christian Church and listen to the podcast that correlates or listen to the sermon that correlates with this podcast. You are only ever responsible for you. You cannot make somebody repent. You can't make somebody change. You can't make somebody say you're sorry, but you can do your part. So if this is a situation where two of you are guilty, 30% you, 70% is them, 10% you, 90% is them, whatever you think it is, you can still go to them and own your 10%, and it doesn't mean you're dismissing what they did to you. And you can confront them about the rest of that. And you can choose to have a position of mercy towards them so that as soon as they're ready, they'll respond. Because here's what happens if you don't. And this is the thing I really need you to get today. God has two hats that he can wear at any point in time. The hat of justice and the hat of mercy. Now, what most of us think is when somebody wrongs us, we're going to whip out the hat of justice and we're going to go extract justice on them. But see, the moment we extract justice on somebody, then we force God into a position where he has to show mercy. Do you get that? God really only has those two hats that he can show. And so when we take up his hat of justice, he puts on the hat of mercy. And oh, by the way, that'll leave you baffled at times. Why is God blessing this person? Why is God doing good things to this person? This person did this evil thing to me. Why aren't they getting caught in it? Why isn't this and why isn't that? And what's critical for you to understand is, see, if you take up the hat of justice, then God will take out the hat of mercy and compassion and show them loving kindness in order to bless them and care for them because you've created wounds and sin in them. And so if you want justice to happen to them, there's only two ways for it to occur, and they both happen at the cross. See, you being compassionate and merciful to somebody else will put God in the chair of justice, and God takes very seriously justice, and he will be sure to pay back your enemies. But there's two ways that people who have hurt you will get paid back. Way number one is through judgment on the last day. Way number two is through the cross of Christ. And that, my friends, is the ultimate win. What that means is when you are kind and merciful and compassionate, when you love your enemies the way you love yourself, when you care for those who were cruel or mean to you, when you serve them, when you love them, when you meet their needs, when you take a position, an active position, a servitude in the face of brutality, when you do those things, what you do is you turn compassion to them. 
and they have a choice to make. Will they wonder where you find the strength and the courage to do that? Because the answer is in Jesus Christ. And if they find Jesus along the way, then you'll throw the biggest party ever because just like in Luke 15, when one sinner repents, all of heaven rejoices and you'll rejoice along with heaven that they have repented and that you could be reconciled, that they've met Jesus. Because if they don't, boy, trust me, you wouldn't wish hell on your worst enemy. But at that point, they'll be left up to the justice of God. And vengeance is his to repay. How and when and where, that's up to the hand of the Lord. But I encourage you, brother and sister, take a position of mercy towards those who have hurt you. Be ready to reconcile no matter what, and then trust God to give you the strength and the courage to do it. We'll see you next time.